0: hi guys my name is john welcome to the tech leader pro podcast it is week 23 of 2023 friday the 9th of june Get started. So recently, I've been thinking about why the mobile phone has become our master key in life. It's a thought that can't escape my mind. I don't know how we ended up here. This stems from some recent test drives done on some EVs, many of which can be accessed via an app on your phone rather than a fob or a key. It got me thinking again about why is it that our smartphone has become the key for everything. Why has it become a master key for life? And is this even desirable? So, for example, in recent years, the phone is used for COVID vaccination certs, checking into flights at the airport, bank transaction confirmations, making payments, etc., etc. It's become the, the do everything device that you really can't leave home without. And if you lose your phone, you're in trouble. At the heart of a lot of this is the, the QR code technology, and that's become something of a course. It wasn't intended for this, of course, uh, it was originally intended for industrial use cases, but suddenly it's become mandatory for everything. Even arriving at some restaurants and they don't give you a menu anymore, it's a QR code on the table that you need to scan to access the, the menu online. This is a pretty sad state of affairs, and I really am confused about how we ended up here. So basically today, pretty much all two-factor authentication processes use the phone as a second factor. Two-factor authentication processes, um, for those who have done online banking will be familiar with this. It's basically where you have two separate factors that the, the user needs to provide to identify themselves. So, for example, the the first factor might be a password, and then the second factor might be, for example, an SMS uh, sent to your phone containing a, a use once uh, odd number, and then you put that odd number into the website that you're trying to access, and then it confirms you are who you who you say you are. And I think we can see these days the trend is that any application that's using two-factor authentication almost always the second factor is your smartphone. So that's why I describe it as a master key. So you can imagine a a worst case scenario where you lose your phone. Suddenly you can't access your car. You can't access your banking. You can't check in on your flight. It's a nightmare. When I was in my early twenties, mobile phones had just come out and they were all basic GSM devices with monochrome LCD screens. The most advanced thing that we had to play with back then, guys, was a, a game called Snake. Uh, look it up uh, for you younger folks, and um, yeah, try to contain your your terror. The coolest person in my social circle had no mobile, and despised how antisocial they were making people. Well, it turns out he was right. The mobile phone now is an identification and tracking device. Whether we like it or not, it's a tracking device because it's got GPS, of course, but also if it's tracking transactions that you're making, payments that you're making, check-ins and check-outs that you're making, all of those events can also be tied back to locations. So even if you have your GPS uh, switched off in in your phone, your location can still be tracked if you're using your phone for different transactions. Now of course, these days most people will say, so what? It's convenient. I don't care. I've got nothing to hide. That's fine. That's a personal choice. It's entirely up to you. But personally, I care about my privacy. So in the face of this, I see more and more people exploring the possibility of ditching the smartphone and returning to dumb phones. Even younger people who never use a dumb phone the first time around. I guess the term dumb phone is not so acceptable anymore socially. So I'm seeing a lot of people referring to these as minimalist phones. It's essentially a phone that has a very small subset of functionality. Uh, One example would be the the light phone. Um, It basically has the ability to call people, the ability to send SMS, uh, maybe basic application for navigation, for listening to a podcast, Pretty much that's about it. And the intent of devices like the Light Phone is to try to wean people off the the phone addiction that many of us suffer from. And certainly I've been feeling lately that I've been using my, my smartphone way too much, especially in the evenings and just doom scrolling through Twitter or other applications. And next thing I know, one or two hours have gone by and I can't even account for that time. Just a complete waste of time, frankly. So I'm happy to see that people are starting to look at minimalist phones and starting to identify this as an issue and seeing that there is a gap in the market that not everybody is bought into the smartphone vision and some people want to wrestle back some of that time. This is a nice trend. However, I genuinely wonder if it's possible to get through life anymore without a smartphone, given how many identification use cases depend upon it. If you don't have a camera on your phone and you don't have the ability as a result to scan QR codes. There's many, many use cases that are just closed off. And it seems to be that the the default expectation in life now is if you're an adult or even a teenager, you've got a smartphone in your pocket so we can build applications that depend upon that. So we're kind of stuck, which is unfortunate. And it's gotten to the point now where I don't think that I'm carrying around my smartphone for, for my sake, I almost feel like I'm, I'm the one who's, uh, who's just transporting the smartphone around. Uh, maybe uh, the smartphone in this relationship uh, has all the leverage. And in general, my approach to technology is simple. Um, is this device working for me or am I working for this device? Is this device making my life easier or is this device adding complexity? And on those simple metrics right now, I feel like the smartphone is probably adding more trouble than benefit. It is, that's just the way I feel personally. And I'm starting to feel like uh, I'm the one who's working for the smartphone, not the other way around. That doesn't seem very smart to me. So I'm not sure I'm ready to go completely cold turkey on smart devices. Um, but I'm looking at, for example, the potential of getting a minimalist phone as my, my daily driver, and then for any more advanced online activity, falling back to a tablet or a laptop. But I'd really like to get other people's thoughts on this topic and um, get your feedback and get a discussion going around it. You can look me up on Twitter, at TechLeaderPro, because I don't have the answer yet, and I'd love to see what other people are doing. So apart from worrying about smartphones and my, my ongoing addiction to, to those devices, uh, what else have I been doing this week? i done a few bug fixes. Uh, so firstly on 5.today, uh, which is my personal productivity application. Um, I fixed a bug which impacted upon users during account activation. So if, for example, um, the user started the application, uh, sign up on their browser, on their laptop, then they get an email that they need to click on the link to activate their account. I realized that some users were doing that on a second device, like for example, a smartphone, as we just discussed, um, and then hitting an issue because they didn't have a session open on that device. So I fixed that now. Um, If they don't have a session open, it'll ask them to log in again and then they can activate. Um, So I think that's an important fix. That's already live. And then on Grepper, which is my my new uh, web search engine that I launched last week, um, I've greatly improved the responsive rendering of the site on on mobile devices. Uh, So if you're on a small screen, the the application will render correctly. It will still fit within the boundaries of that screen and and look nice. In addition, I have the indexer running on Grepper as well. It seems to be based just purely upon the first week that my, my index rate is about 20,000 new web pages per day being added, um, which is not too bad. Um, The index count as of recording stands at 1,180,000, but of course it's it's growing all the time, it's running 24-7. I can improve that rate of course by adding more indexers, at the moment I'm just running one, Uh, but if the project gets some traction and people actually start to use it, Uh, I will invest more time and more resources into that and see if I can speed it up. What I am also seeing is I am seeing some usage even in the first week. Uh, I've seen several hundred searches being performed on there. Um, A few people have found the website via Twitter and via a comment that I made on on Hacker News. So getting a few people coming in and kicking the tires, so to speak, and that's good to see. I haven't done much analysis, to be frank, on Exactly how many searches have been performed, and you know, the, the amount of searches per day, and so on. So, I will do some analysis on that at some point. But early days, uh, it's encouraging. At least I'm happy to see somebody using it, apart from me. And um, hopefully, I will get more people using it. I will get more feedback. And if it starts to build momentum, I'll keep it going and I'll keep on building upon it. In terms of media that I'm enjoying this week, I'm still watching The Silo on Apple TV. Uh, you should definitely check that out. Science fiction show, it's uh, it's pretty cool. And I'm now deep into reading A Case of Conscience by James Blish. Um, it's actually taken a very deep philosophical turn uh, midway through the book, uh, which I did not expect. But it's very welcomed. It's actually gone from being a, a relatively, relatively generic um science fiction story to something that is um, really exploring the, the meaning of life and where religion fits within that. It's actually become really, really fascinating, and I'm looking forward to finishing it. It's a short book, um, but I'm taking my time. Uh, my reading time is limited these days, so it's taken me uh, longer to get through it than I expected. But it's the first time I've read something by James Splish, and now I see why people rate him so highly. Uh, I will definitely continue reading more of his books. It's, it's fantastic so far. So definitely a thumbs up. Okay, so I will leave it there. I hope you had a great week. I hope you have something nice planned for the weekend. Uh, see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.